No, no more topic of that. That's why Laufer's not here. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to Daphnun Bay's three lines to the bottom. So the, the Gemara had just said that if a Kohen Gadol, we have to end the story. If a Kohen Gadol's man is a woman, he's not allowed to marry her because she's not a Basula. And if he did, Nosi Nosi. It's, it's valid. We'll have to see what that means. But if he marries a woman who is manas by someone else, so she's not a basula, but it's not his, she's not, not a basula because of him, she's not a basula because of that guy, the, it's a machleikis whether the child's a chalo. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about this today. Let's start the Gemara. Amrav, Hunamarav, when it says that if he marries a woman, he's manas, nasi, nasi, it's a valid marriage, but moitzi beget, he still has to divorce her. So it's a valid marriage, but he has to divorce her. So what does it mean it's a valid marriage? If you have to divorce her, then what does it mean it's a valid marriage? Like, it's a valid marriage, but you have to divorce her. Well, if you have to divorce her, then like what... Nasi, nasi, generally, that Lushin implies... Yeah, whatever, but the evidence is fine. This is like, no, but the evidence is fine, but you got to divorce her. So what's the shot? So, nasi, nasi, so what does it mean it's a valid marriage if you have to divorce her? The next page, It means you don't have to pay... The penalty. The halacha is that if you manus a woman, you either have to pay a penalty or marry her. Over here, you're marrying her and then divorcing her, but the halacha is it's a valid marriage to the extent that you don't have to pay the penalty. You understand? Meaning you either have to pay the penalty or marry her. So here you married her, but it was for a short lived because you have to divorce her the next day. It's enough of a marriage that you don't have to pay the penalty. Okay? Seems strange. Strange. It seems like marrying her is the worst thing you can do to her. Correct, because but I guess that it's kedai to be married to a kohen gadol. I, I don't know. In general, though, uh, like, uh, like True, but usually, if you marry the person and then choose to divorce, that's one thing. Over here, you're marrying her, knowing you're going to have to get divorced like right. a day later. But it's right. considered a valid marriage to the extent that you don't have to pay a penalty. Also, Rav Yehuda, now, so he's saying when it says nasoi nasoi, that it's a valid marriage, but you have to get divorced, which I said is not the regular Lashen. So, Azul Rav Gabiya, Mebei Kosel, Amr Lashmaita, Kamei Ravashi. They told this teaching in front of Ravashi, Amr Lay. He says, how could that be? Rav, Rav Yechon, Domri Tavayu, Rav, Rav Yechon, said the following, Begeres, right? He's not supposed to marry a Begeres, which is a girl above 12 and a half. Umukas Eitz, or a girl who was, uh, Mukas Eitz was hitting that part of the body with a piece of stick, so therefore, so she's not a basula, but not because of a man. So Allah is, you're not supposed to marry, the Kohen is not supposed to marry, but, over there, if you did, you're married. You don't have to divorce. What do you see? You see the Lashen, Nasi Nasi, doesn't mean divorce, it means, but the evidence, a marriage. Alma, you see from here, Saifali is Begeris Tachtav, Saifali is Mukas Eitz Tachtav. We don't, uh, we don't want you to marry them, but the evidence is fine, because eventually she's going to be a Bulgaris, regardless of when you marry her. Eventually she's going to be a Mukasates, regardless. And the point is, uh, eventually these stigmas won't last, because if you marry her, Kadasu Kadin, she's not going to be a Basula forever, the second you live with her. So you see, Nasi Nasi means, but the evidence is fine. So if the evidence is fine, why over here are you saying, Nasi Nasi, we have to divorce her? Why? That's not the Lushan. So over here also, you lived with her, so you're going to live with her again. Why does nasi nasi mean divorce? Kasha, it's not a good kasha. Nasi nasi generally does not mean that, and it's a good kasha. Okay. Oh. So you have a machlekes, if you marry a woman who is ma'anis by someone else, so basically the Kohen Gadol is not marrying a basul. Through Anusa, but he's not marrying a basul. So it's a machlekes whether the child's a chol. Why would the child be a chol? So 
we're going to have to try to figure that out. Meaning, why, why does one say it's a chol? Why does one say it's not a chol? So says the Gemara, um, Rav Hunam Rav, Halacha Kravloz Ben Yaakov. The Halacha follows Kravloz Ben Yaakov that the child is a chol. Bechein Amar Rav Gidol Merav, Halacha Kravloz Ben Yaakov. He also says the same thing. Now, Ikadam Rav Amar Rav Hunam Rav, my time is Kravloz Ben Yaakov. What's Kravloz Ben Yaakov? Shita. What's it based on? That again, a woman's ma'anis, and then the Kohen Gadol marries her, so she's not a basula. He says the child's a chol. Why? True, but why do you say that it's a chol? Meaning, what what makes Oh. oh, so 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 why do they disagree? So he wants to say the machloikis is Savalok Kiravaliazer, Ravalazer. We had yesterday Ravalazer Shita is any relations that's not for marriage, it makes a zaina. So the reason why Ravalazman Yaakov holds the child's a chalal is because when you're ma'anis a woman, it's considered zno, so she's a zaina. The other Chacham disagree. They don't consider it Znos. So the Machlaikis is whether you consider that a Maisa Znos. So the Gemara says, so basically Rav Lezben Yaakov follows Rav Lezer Shita. Rav Lezben Yaakov says that Charles Zacholo is following Rav Lezer that uh, it's considered, any relations is considered a Maisa Znos. So because it's a Maisa Znos, the child's Zacholo. So the Gemara says, now here's the problem. So Rav Lezben Yaakov follows Rav Lezer. The problem is we paskin like Rav Lezben Yaakov, but we don't paskin like Rav Lezer. So... They can't be saying the same shita if we paskin like one and not the other. The Gemara says, Umi Does Rav Lozav and Yaakov follow the reasoning of Rav Lozar? We paskin that the teachings of Rav Lozav and Yaakov are clear, like, like, like sifted uh, flour, meaning we always paskin like Rav Lozav and Yaakov but we don't pass them like Rav Lazar. So how could we pass them like Rav Lazar Yaakov, not like Rav Lazar, if Rav Lazar Yaakov is following Rav Lazar? That can't be. You understand? So the Gemara says, Kasha, okay, it's a good point. So therefore we're going to have a different shot. Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi He has a different approach, and that is like this. He holds that there's no, it's not considered a Mises Nos, according to everybody. No one holds like Rav Lazar. If you're honest, a woman that's not considered a Mises Nos because she's not a Zona. A Zona is only considered if you live with a woman who's Chavi Lavin or, or Rabbalazar's Chiddush, that any relations is a Mises Nos, we don't follow. So what's the Machlaikis? The Machlaikis is a Kayin Gadol has a mitzvah say to marry a Basula. If you marry a woman who's not a Basula, you're Mevatal and Asay. The question is does a Cholol come from a Bittal Asay? That's the question. Meaning, a Cholol is the child of a Kayan who's not allowed to marry a woman. Now, generally, that's when there's a losase involved, like a Grusha to, or an Almana to a Kayan Gadol. Over here, there's no losase. It's a Bittal Ase. There's a positive commandment to marry a Basula. And you're Mevatal that Ase by marrying a non-Basula. So the question is, if a Kayan Gadol marries a non-Basula, not through Znos, but just a non-Basula, is it considered, does it make a Cholo? Do you make a cholo basically from a bit That's the machlekes. The Gemara says, "Biyesh cholol mechayve asay kemifligi." The machlekes is, "Do you have a cholo from a chayve asay?" Rav Elazar Yaakov Savar, "Yesh cholol mechayve asay." Rav Elazar Yaakov feels there is a cholo from a chayve asay. Rabbanu Savar, "Yein cholol mechayve asay," and they disagree. So that's the machlekes. My time, the Rav Elazar Yaakov. What's Rav Lezim Yaakov Shita based on that there's a Cholom Mechav Yaseh? Dechsev, because the Pasuk says, 
Almana Ugrusha Vikalea Zaina as Ela Yikahu. Kiyim Basula. So it says, don't take the Los Assays, then take the Assay, take a Basula. Uksiv, Valechal Zaraba Amov. So it has it lists all the Los Assays, it lists the Assay, and then at the end it says Khalal, meaning a Khalal on all of it. So he feels that a Khalal goes back on all 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 prohibitive relationships make a Khalal. Whether it's a bitl assay, whether it's a los assay, akulu. The khalal goes on all of them. Rabbanon, and the Rabbanon say no, the khalal is only going on the first part of the Pasuk, which is the Los Essays. Why? Because Ela, the word Ela, Hifsika Indian, the word Ela separates it, because it says, Amana Grusha Bakala Zaina, right? As Ela lo yikahu. The word Ela separates. So all the Los Essays are on one side of Ela, Assays are on the left side of Ela. He feels that Ela separates. So because so therefore there's only a khalal from the first part of the Pasuk, or the Los Essays, but not the Bitalase. So if you marry a non-Basula, you're not going to make a chalwa, because the word Ela separates. That's what the Rabbanon look at it. So what does Rabbalaz ben Yaakov, who says there is a chalwa on every scenario, what does he do with Ela? Ela minimizes. Ela is a memayit. Ela implies there is a scenario where you don't have a chalwa. So the Rabbanon say that's talking about bitalase. What does Rabbalaz ben Yaakov do with that? Rabbalaz ben Yaakov, he says Ela is to exclude Anida. Anida is the only relationship that Rabbalaz ben Yaakov believes does not make a chalwa. So if you marry a woman who's kosher, but she's a nida, it does not make a chal. That's Rav Lezben Yaakov Shiza. Kiman Azla HaTatanya, who is the following b'risa going according to? It says, Me'ela ata This b'risa speaks out clearly, you do not have a chalol if a koyin marries a nida, the child is not a chalol. It's Kiman Rav Lezben Yaakov. So Rav Lezben Yaakov feels that, so the Pasuk says, Los Aseis, Ela Aseis, Chalol. He feels the chalol goes on everything. And the word Ela in the middle is, uh, is to exclude a nida. There's only one problem with Rosalind Yaakov, and the Gemara doesn't answer this, and that is, according to Rosalind Yaakov, the word Ela, which is excluding a nida, should be at the end of the Pasuk. Right? If, according to the Rabbanon, it's Los Asseis, Ela separates, meaning Ela tells you that only those are a Cholol, everything after Ela is non-Cholol. Okay, so Ela is in the middle to separate. According to Rosalind Yaakov, Los Asseis is a Cholol, Asseis is a Cholol, everything's a Cholol. Ela is just telling you not a nida. That could be at the end of the Pasuk. Okay. From a syntax perspective, the word Ela should be at the end of the Pasuk. If Ela is the only exclusionary term, it should be at the end of the Pasuk. If it's not separating, it's just to tell you that there's no hollow from a nida, Ela should be at the end of the Pasuk. So the Gemara says, V'ravoz ben Yaakov nichtav el kasha. It's a kasha. Okay, fine. New sugya. The sugya from here until... I don't know, most of the rest of the daf, is, does a kayin contaminate? A kayin, the pasuk, you'll see why it's going to get, a kayin is contaminating to his seven relatives. One of them is a sister who's a basula. What about a, a woman, a sister who's a basula, but she had kedushin, and then her husband died, or she got divorced? Do you contaminate for an achoso that's an erisa? The Pasuk says you contaminate for a sister who's a psula. So the question is, what does that tell you about, does that mean that a psula means she never lived with a man, or a psula means she's single? That, that, that's the machlegas. Taner erisa. You have a sister who had an erisin, a sister who, was engaged, who had kedushin. Does a koyin contaminate to such a woman? So... The Gemara says, 
No, I use the term gauge. It means kedushin. So achoyse erisa. So the question is, what is the status of achoyse erisa? Do you uh, do you get married? Uh, do, do you contaminate for her? So it's a machloekis. You're allowed to contaminate. You go to her uh, funeral. Disagree. Now, let's continue. The Gemara explains. Anusa mafuta. If your sister, if the sister was ma'anis, so she's not a basula, not through marriage, but so was ma'anis. Her divrei hakol ein matamala. You definitely cannot go to her funeral because the pasuk says basula. Mukas eitz ein matamala. Divrei Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon says the Tanakama feels that you contaminate to a mukas eitz. Rav Shimon says no, you don't contaminate to a mukas eitz. By the way, before we had Rav Yosi and Rav Shimon on one team, and now it's just Rav Shimon. Rav Yosi left. For, for Mukasets, Rav Yaisi does not agree with Rav Shimon. Rav Yaisi agrees with the Rabbonon that in Mukasets, you are allowed to contaminate because she was never with a man. Dib Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon Oimer, why does Rav Shimon say that you don't contaminate to a Mukasets? Aishi never lived with a man, a sister who had a Mukasets. The answer is, Rav Shimon Oimer, Rav Shimon used to say, Rui Lekain Gadol Metamala, Shein Rui Lekain Gadol Metamala. You only contaminate to a sister who can marry a Kain Gadol. And because the Mukasets is not supposed to marry a Kain Gadol, you don't contaminate to her. Okay? Begeres. What about a begeres? Because you just now we just got finished saying that any kain can only contaminate to a sister if she's roi to a kain gadol. A begeres is a machlegas, whether but a begeres mitamila divri kol adam. Everybody agrees you can go to your sister's funeral if she's a begeres. Okay, so you have a machlegas if she's an erisa, and she uh, her husband died or she, she got divorced as an erisa is a machlegas. So the Gemara says my time of the Rav Meir Rav Yehuda. What, what's the pshat of Rav Yehuda and Rav Meir? Because they say, um, Rav Yehuda and Meir feel that you could contaminate for her, that you can go to her funeral. So where do they get it from? So the Gemara says like this. It says, Achoso Habsula, I think the Lashem of the Pasuk is, let me get the Lashem of the Pasuk. It's, Achoso Habsula Hakrovei Lov, Asheloi Hoysele Ish Loi Yitamba. That's the Pasuk. So Achoso Habsula, so they go through. Achoso Habsula, you, you contaminate to your sister's Habsula, Pratla Anusa Mafuta. Basula is to exclude in Anusa and Mafuta. So if they were, if a, a man was manas, so you don't go to her funeral. <laughs> you might think that you should exclude Mukaseits, that you can't go to her funeral, she's Mukaseits. The Pasik specifically says that she has to she, that, that that she could she has to have not been with a man. And Mukaseits was never with a man. Misha ish. The only issue is if she was ever with a man. Yatzuzushayinavyasaydeish is excluding to Mukaseitz who was never with a man. Okay. Hakreva. Then the pasuk says Hakreva that she's close to you. That's Larabas Eirisa. That's to include an Eirisa that you go to the funeral of an Eirisa because she's still considered close to you because she was never had nisuin. Okay. Then the Kamara continues. A love. The word a love is Larabas Avogeris is to include a Bogaris. You can go to the funeral of a sister who's a Bogaris. So the Gemara says, If you remember yesterday's daf, we had a machlekes where their kengadl could be with a Bogaris. And the machlekes is based on what does the word besula mean? Besula on its own, because it was bibsuleha, so it was besula plus a base. Rav Meir feels the word besula implies Bogaris. So why do you need a pasuk an extra word to include a begeris. The word besula implies begeris. By a kain gadol, it's not that way because it's bivsuleha. The extra bays tell you not. But besula, according to Meir, equals begeris. 
the extra base tells you not, but over here it just says besula. So what did the pasuk to include a begeris? The word says achosa habsula, which means besula means begeris. So what do you need the word extra a word a love to include a begeris? Besula means begeris. So the pasuk is clear. You don't need an extra drasha. So why do you need an extra word? The word besula implies begeris. So the Gemara says. Itzrich, you might. The reason why you need the word extra word a love is so. The reason why is because I'll tell you why. The word basula might mean begeres, but you might think you should connect uh, the sister to a woman who can marry a kohen gadol. At the end of the day, whatever the word basula implies, according to a mayor, a kohen gadol cannot marry a begeres. So you might think you should make a drasha. Just like over there a begeris is out, so to over here a begeris is out. No, the extra word tells you not like that. Meaning, you're right, the word besula means begeris. So what do you need the extra word they love to tell you you can go to the funeral of a, a sister who's a begeris? Because by a kayan gadol, he can't marry a begeris. So you might think, by a kayan gadol, begeris is out, so to by a funeral, begeris is out. Kamash, well, no, you could go to the funeral of a begeris. Okay. Rav Yaisi, Rav Shimon, Maitamayu. What's Rav Yosi and Rav Shimon's shita? That they say Arusa is out. They say you can't go to the funeral of an Arusa. So they say like this. Darshi hachi. Lachosa hapsula. Pratla anusa mefutu mukaseits. They actually add mukaseits. They say it excludes anusa, mefuta, and mukaseits. All those are out. Because Rav Shimon feels in, in mukaseits is you can't go to the funeral of mukaseits. Ashaloi hoisa. Pratla erisa. Ashaloi hoisa excludes an Arusa. You can't go to an Arusa's funeral. Hakrova is larabos. Arusa shin is garsha. But they feel you could go to the funeral of a sister who had Kedushin if she was divorced after Kedushin. If she was widowed after Kedushin, or died after Kedushin, no good. If she was divorced after Kedushin, you could. For whatever reason. I don't know why. You can go to the funeral if it was divorced after Kedushin. But not widowed or death after Kedushin. It's interesting. It's just, I, I don't... Connected. Yeah. No, but 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 divorce, like you can go to your sister's funeral if she was divorced after condition, but not if she was widowed after condition. There's a connection to her husband. Yeah. I, if she's widowed, there's still a connection. Perhaps. If she's divorced, it's completely separate. She's okay, I guess so. I guess so, maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. The Gemara says, A love the rabbis is abogaris. Uh, okay, and a love is to include a big heiress. Okay, so let's analyze this. Hakrova l'rabas session is garsha. Go to the next page. So hakrova, the beginning of Samach Amadez. Hakrova is l'rabas erisashen is garsha that you can go to the funeral of your sister. You can go to the funeral of his sister if she was divorced after kedushin. I hammer of Shimon Roy l'kain gadol metamala shein Roy l'kain gadol in metamala. But wait, Rav Shimon said a kain cannot go to the funeral of his sister who's a mukasets. Why? Because she's not Roy l'kain gadol. She has to be able to be fit to a kain gadol, but you can go to your sister who got divorced. Your sister got divorced is definitely not fit for a kain gadol. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, "Shani hasin the Rabbi Rachmana Krova. The difference is that by divorce, the extra word krova tells you you can go to her even though she's not fit. Meaning mukas eights can't go because she's not fit, but divorced you could. Why? Drasha. So the Gemara says, "Well, ihachi mukas eights namis." Then why? why the answer is Rabbi Rachman Maros meaning we have a drasha that tells you there's one sister that you can go to her funeral even though she's not fit for a kain gadol. So you have two in front of you. You have mukasets and you have divorced after kedushin. We're going to say you can go to divorce after kedushin, not mukasets. Why? So the Gemara answers. The answer is one of them in action happened to them, one of them not. 
Meaning, at the end of the day, one of them, one of them is no longer physically a basula. One of them is. So we're going to include that you can go to the funeral of your sister who's divorced, as opposed to your sister who's a mukaset. Okay. Okay, now we started before, which when you had the Machlaikis, it was Rav Yoisi and Rav Shimon on one side, saying that you cannot go to the funeral of uh, Erisa. Then Rav Shimon says you can't go to the funeral of Mukaseitz. Notice that originally it was Rav Yoisi and Rav Shimon, now it's just Rav Shimon. Rav Yoisi jumped off the boat. When it comes to Mukaseitz, Rav Yoisi follows that you could go to the funeral of a Mukaseitz. That's why he no longer is on Rav Shimon's team. When Rav Shimon said Mukaseitz, Rav Yoisi did not say it. What's the source that they feel you could go to a Mukas Eitz's funeral? Rav Yaisi, Minale, Meloi Haisel Ish. It's from the word Loi Haisel Ish. Okay. The problem is, Rav Yaisi uses Loi Haisel Ish for two things. He uses it to exclude an Erisa and to include a Mukas Eitz. How do you do that? How does he use the word Asher Loi Haisel Ish for two drushes? The Gemara says, Ha Pikte, but didn't he already use the word Loi Haisel Ish? One, to tell you that you cannot go to the funeral of an Erisa, and now to tell you that you can go to the funeral of Mukase. It's how to use both things from one word. One is from the word Lehoisa, one is from the word Ish. Okay. A love, the Rabbis is a Bogeres, and the word A love is to include a Bogeres. Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. Yesterday's daf, we said, what is Rav Shimon's shita about the word Besula? He says the word Besula implies non Bogeres. But over here it says Besula, and he feels that you could go to a Bagaris' funeral. So isn't that a little strange? Yesterday he said Besula equals no Bagaris. But over here he's saying Besula, it says Besula, and you could go to a Bagaris' funeral. From the actual word he loves. Isn't that strange? Like, does the word Besula imply Bagaris or not? So the Gemara says... The answer is he used yesterday, he learned yesterday's daf after today's. Meaning, today's daf, he saw that the word a love includes a begeris, which means the word besula does not mean begeris. So therefore, that's the evolution. It says besula, which he doesn't know what it means, but then the fact that the word a love includes a begeris tells you the word besula does not mean a begeris, and that's why yesterday's daf he said the word besula does not mean a begeris. Again, it's just, again, in drushes. Okay, last sugya. The halach is like this. Now, we know that a kayan cannot marry um, uh, a giyaris. There's no Pasuk in the Torah that says that a Kayin cannot marry Giyaris. It's not in the Pasuk. So why could he not marry Giyaris? Because we assume that before she converted, she was with someone. And we don't trust her to say she wasn't. Okay. The question is, what if a girl converts at two years old? You can't be with a woman before three anyway, halachically. So can you marry a convert? Can a Kayin marry a convert that converted below the age of three? So the Gemara says, Tanya, Rishim Be'echai Oymer, Giyaris P'chusim Be'vashalosh, Shana V'yaymecha, K'sher L'Kuhuna. Rishim Be'echai says, a Giyaris less than three years old is K'sher L'Kuhuna. Meaning it's fine, because it's not possible for it to have been with a man anyway, halachically, so therefore it's fine. What's the source? Shinemar. It says, V'choltav B'nashim Ashalayadu Mishkav Zacher Hechi Yulachem. The Pasuk tells us that during the, Mid- the Battle of Midian, Hashem said to save all the women that were never with a man. Meaning... As we're going to see, it means never at the age that he could be with a man, meaning three and up you save. Pashtus, why? To marry Jews. And one of the soldiers was Pinchas. One of the soldiers was under three. Is that what I said? Three, three and up? 
now. Oh, oh yeah, I meant under, under three. You could okay. save the girls okay. under three. And to, to pastures so that they'll eventually become wives of the Jewish people. Right? And one of the soldiers was Pinchas, who's a Kayan. So you see that a Kayan is allowed to marry a convert as long as she converted three or under. Because if she converted after three, she's puzzled, she can't marry a Kayan anymore. Okay, and that's why you're saving the women. So you saved all the women from three and down. All, three and up, they killed. Pashas, why did they save them? In order for them to eventually marry people. And one of the people that, that was a prospective spouse was Pinchas, who's a Kayan. So you see that three and down, you can marry. Three and up is a problem. So the Gemara says, Bari Pinchas imoim. The Rabbonin feel, no, the Rabbonin feel the Chazal outlawed all converts cannot marry Kehanim. Any age, doesn't matter the age. That's the Rabbonin Shita. So why were they saving three and, why were they saving the women? If not to marry them, why were they saving so the answer is, for slaves. But then the Kasha is, if it's for slaves, then why not save a 20-year-old woman? So the Gemara says, for and They were saved, not for marriage, but they were saved to be slaves. So, so then why, where did they get the cutoff of three years old? If it's for marriage, okay, so then three years old is when they're shy to, to be with a man. But if it's for, for slaves, so where do they get the three years old from? The answer is, it's Xeris HaKasev. They understood that it's Xeris HaKasev, that Hashem only wanted slaves that were never with a man before. Not for marriage, but that was the Ratzon Hashem. How do they know this from? The Gemara says, The answer is, the source was from Ravuna. The Ravuna, Ramiksi, Ravuna had a contradiction. It says, The Pasuk says, You shall kill any woman that was with a man. The implication is that it's only a problem if they were adults, but if they were children, regardless of the age, because the children were never with men before, then it's okay. So the Pasuk implies that all children are okay to save. But, but the next Pasuk says, You shall only save the children that were never with men. So, do you save the children or not? So the answer is, once they hit the age of three, you don't save them anymore. That was the that was that was the Ratzon Hashem. The answer is Haketzad. The answer is they understood that Hashem said to save them even for slavery. Only once they hit the age they were under the age of three. Once they hit the age of three, they're out. Tani nami hachi. The Brisa similarly states. The pasuk says you should only save the women. These are the women that could have lived with a man. I mean, even if they didn't, once they hit the age of three, they were not going to be saved anymore. Perhaps you should, only, you should only kill the women that were actually with men, but not the women that could have been with them. Let's say you have a 10-year-old girl who was never with anybody. You'd still have to kill her. Why? How do you know that? The answer is... The Pasuk says, any children that could have been with a man, so you see that it has to do with could have been. Once they hit the age of three, they were killed. They, they were not saved anymore, these, these, uh, these Midianite women. Now, now, I'm sorry, Mino Yoda. Now, but just for the record, if you remember the history of it, these were the Midianite women who went and their whole way of attacking the Jewish men were by living with them. So I understand why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't want any of them that even, you know, Roy to, okay, whatever. Now, how do you know who's three years old? They didn't have, uh, you know, birth uh, records. So how do they know if a girl's three or under, you save her? Four, you don't say. How do they know? So the Gemara says, 
they had all the women walk in front of the tzitz. The tzitz was the, the Kayin Gadol's uh, uh, forehead plate. All the women would walk in front of it, these Midianite women. Kol shepanem arikais, b'yedua shehi roi libol. Kol shein panem arikais, b'yedua shein roi libol. If they were the age of three or up, their faces would turn like green for a second. They would like get pale. And then that's how they would know. Anyone who was under three would not get pale. They're basically, the tzitz would sort of identify. Now, Amrav, Nachman simen laveris hadroikin. That's why a simen of averis, one of the signs of averis was hadroikin, which is the gr- greenness of the face, whatever that means. Now, so that was by the Midianite women. Now, there's a second story, which was similar, and that was after the men, huh? After the men of Binyamin. Right, the men of Binyamin, this is during the times of Shoftim, the men of Binyamin attacked that woman, and they raped that woman, and, and they killed her, and it created a civil war. There was a civil war in the times of Shoftim. Now, th- that civil war led to the point where, um, first of all, there was a time period where Jews were not married from the Shevet Binyamin. It was really, really bad. It was a really, really bad civil war at some point. Now, the Gemara says, yeah, let me just want to check something. It says like this. Now, um, one second. Okay, so basically there was a tukufa where there was a, a civil war supposed to be that everyone was was rounded up to attack Binyamin. But, I'm just reading the history of it. Um, the community of Yavish Gilad was discovered to have ignored the national oath to wage war against the Binyamin. A force of 12,000 men was sent to strike it. Only those of their women who had never lived with a man were spared. Not the age, but when they attacked Yavish Gilad, all the women that were never with a man were saved. Oh, so the Gemara is going to say, how did they know? So the Gemara says, well, you'll say, go in front of the tzitz, right? Huh? No, well, I'm sure if the tzitz can figure out age, can probably figure that out too. But the question is, the question is... No, no, the tzitz was a, bre- a, a, a piece of gold. No, it was a forehead plate that, that said Kaidish Lashem. I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, um, the tzitz usually um, atones for uh, Tumma. So perhaps the tzitz, the tzitz is like a, like a, like a, for Tumma. So I, I don't know. But the Gemara, I, the Gemara says like this. Now, so how did they know? Uh, how do they know which women were never with a man? Because it's not age. So the Gemara says, now obviously this is not scientifically proven anymore. I don't think so. I had them see us in this. But, yeah, this is, comes up a couple times in Shas that they would sit, you have the women sit like on top of a, a, a open barrel of wine, and if they're a basula, then you won't be able to smell the wine from their mouth because there's no opening in the body. But if they're bu'ula, there is. I don't know. Whatever. I don't see. Obviously, this is not. Uh, this is not uh, how we would do it scientifically. But but that's how they did it. Kachava wasn't was a you know see how the it worked. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, the question is why not use the tzitz, right? Why not use the tzitz? So the Gemara says. So why not just have them walk in front of the tzitz? The Gemara says, Hashem does not want to use the tzitz for punishment. These are Jewish women. Hashem doesn't want to use the tzitz to, to basically 
you know, left and right, you know, he's basically killing these women. Hashem doesn't want to use the tzitz to kill women. The problem is we just finished the tzitz used to kill Midianite women. And says they're going. The Gemara says, Hashem has no problem. The tzitz against Goyim, I have no problem. Not for Jews. That again, that you're allowed to marry a girl who converted below the age of three. Again, Rav Yaakov Baridi is saying the halacha falls Hashem Be'echai. The question is, they asked Rav Yaakov Baridi, Did you hear that the halacha falls Hashem Be'echai clearly? Or are you deducing this from a story? Right, you have this a lot of times in Shas. Like, did you hear the halachas like this, or you, did you figure it out? The reason why is because if you heard it, then it's very clear. But if you're figuring it out, then maybe you figure it out wrong. So the Gemara says, um, He says, I, I heard it directly. But he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. Now, what, what would have been the story that he could have figured it out from? The Gemara says, There was a certain city in Israel. Oh, so the case was there was a certain city. Let's see if Arsko brings down what city this was. I don't remember. It doesn't give a name for the city. There was a certain city in Eretz Yisrael that, yeah, the, the, what was the name of the city? Um, um, I don't know. There was a certain city in Eretz Yisrael that basically there was there was protests. There was there was uh, people questioning the validity of some of the people in the town. There was questioning about uh, the marriages. There was a big shaila. So Rebbe sent Rav Rumnus to there, and Rav Rumnus found out that one of the people that they were questioning about was a Koyin who married a Giyoris less than three years old. So Rav Shemichai said, it's fine. And that was what he did. And Rebbe said, it's fine. So you see that Rebbe said, Rav Shemichai is correct. So that would have been the story that he would have heard of. Now, what's the problem with that? The problem with that story is that over there, they were already married. Over there, he already got there, they were already married. I don't know if he would say, L'chachila, they could have done it. That, that's how you could potentially say, if he had not heard it directly, that the halacha of Hazar Shemichai, if he had figured out from the story, you could have uh, maybe questioned the validity of using the story as the source. He says, no, I heard it directly that we passed on Shemichai. I didn't figure it out from the story. Now, what, what would have been the problem? Let's say he would have figured it out from the story. What would have been the issue? The answer is, you could have questioned... That story, because in the case of the story, they were already married to the Kayin. As opposed to here, where it's L'chachila. Now, but the Gemara says, uh, The Gemara says, And how would I know, why would I think that if, you're, um, that if you already got married, we'll just let it go? Meaning, well again, what's the story? The story is that this Kayin married a, a convert less than the age of three. And Rebbe said, it's fine. So you see, he follows the Shemchai. I don't know, maybe he just, because they were already married. Well, first of all, it's a little strange. And if a Kayan marries a divorcee, would anybody just say, oh, they're already married? No, get divorced. The Gemara says, well, you're not, a Kayan Gadol is not supposed to marry a Begeres. And what's the halacha? If he did, it's fine. So it's over here. Maybe he's not supposed to marry a convert under the age of three. But if he did, it's fine. The Gemara says, Whereas you can't compare the two. By Begeres, the reason why it's B'diyavet fine 
is because the Torah wants a Kohen Gadol, let's say, to marry a Naira. Let's say a Naira is from 12 to 12 and a half. Let's say that's the Ratzon Hashem, yeah? And a half a year later, you know what she is? She's a Begaris. Eventually she's going to become a Begaris. So the effort is fine. Over here, if this girl, if you're not supposed to marry a convert, that means she's a Zaina. So you think we're just going to be cool with it because you already did it? We'd make you get divorced. So you could figure it out from the story. So the story is a good source. Are you going to say, well, the story, they were already married. So what? If it was a problem, he would have intervened. He would have told them to get divorced. And if a Kayan, if you find out that a Kayan married a, married, a, married a divorcee, we'll just say, hey, it's already happened. No, get divorced. What are you talking about? So the Gemara says, and the Gemara says the following, Rav Safra Masni Mechlala, Rav Masna had this back and forth. He actually paskins based on the story, questioned the story, and answered that the story was valid. Uh, let's just finish up with this. There was a certain Kayan who married a, a convert below the age of three. Now, by the way, we paskin, we paskin you're not allowed to marry a convert below the age of three. We paskin that Chazal outlawed converts all ages. Now, that's how we paskin. Not like Rishim Be'echoi. We paskin like the Rabbanon. There was a Kayan who married a convert below the age of three. Like Rishim Be'echoi. And Amr Le'er of Nachem Ba'yitzchak, my high, Rav Nachem Ba'yitzchak said to the Kayan, what are you doing? Like, well, what's going on here? You're not allowed to marry her. Amr Le'er, Amr Rav Yaakov Ba'idi, Amr Rav Yeshua Ben Levi, Halach of Rishim He said, I heard from Rav Yaakov Ba'idi that the Halach of Rishim Be'echoi. So, I'm allowed to. Amr Le'er, Zil Apiku. He says, go get divorced. Meaning, no good. We don't pass the Rishim Bechai. And if not, I'll take Rav Yaakov out of your ear. What it means is, basically, I don't care what Yaakov says. Get that out of your head. We don't pass the Rishim So, get divorced. And if not, I'll remove Rav Yaakov from your ear. Meaning, it's... Oh, so Rashi says, uh, Rashi says, what does it mean, I'll remove it from your ear? I'll put you in Cherem. I'll excommunicate you until you get it done. Meaning, get divorced. We don't pass like this. Uh, 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 get Rav Yaakov out of your head. If not, well, easy way or hard way. All right, we'll stop here.